Are you waiting? Waiting for diagnosis, treatment, or perhaps caring for a loved one? After the Waiting Room is a podcast where you can listen to stories and gain insights into how to be present for the person you're caring for and for yourself. Join internationally recognised myotherapist and NLP Master Practitioner Shane Sullivan as she shares experiences from her own journey through the waiting room and anecdotes from people in her practice and community. Hi, I'm Shane Sullivan and welcome to After the Waiting Room where I'll be sharing stories and insights into being present for yourself and for those you love. Have you ever found yourself in a waiting room, wondering what the next step will be? Are you waiting with a loved one or a carer? Are you worried about results of your own or those of someone you love and care for? What will be your options? How will you get your head around all the things you have to remember and do? How are you going to talk about the hard stuff with the people you love and care for? How do you cope when you feel like your world is falling apart after a diagnosis of yourself or a loved one? So I thought I'd start with sharing a little bit of my own story so that you, the listener, will understand how After the Waiting Room came about and my purpose for these podcasts. I've been in practice as a myotherapist and teacher for nearly 30 years and I have been working with oncology, palliative, dementia patients and their families over that time. And I've trained specifically in the oncology area over the last eight years, counting my own cancer diagnosis as part of my eventual formal training. I now work in nursing homes, hospitals and people's homes, as well as in my own private practice through the week. I'm a provider for the many care organisations, the City Council, and I receive referrals from oncologists and breast care nurses and work part-time in one of the oncology wards in my hometown of Geelong. And I also make myself available for speaking at various support groups. My clients have shared their stories with me and they have taught me lessons of coping in the many, many ways we do as humans and how not just to exist but to engage in living. I remember when I was waiting on my diagnosis, which took a long time with many tests. I was terrified inside and on the outside. I portrayed a calm exterior which made the terror even worse. My children didn't know. Only my husband and a couple of people were in the know until I knew exactly what I would be dealing with. Lots of things were going on in my head, like, am I going to die? 
number one. How will my children respond? How will my family survive emotionally and financially? Will I lose my business? And I could say it was a bit of a a wake-up call for me being in the health industry, getting a diagnosis like this. How much time will I need for treatment? And how well will I be or how sick will I be? Will I have to choose what treatments I need to have and which doctors I need to see? And lots, lots more. I hit a lot of what I was thinking to protect my family and really to keep a sense of normality around around me while all the time I'd catch myself going into panic mode and screaming inside. I felt that I was losing control over my life even though I still had to function with getting on with the stuff of living, just day-to-day things with three adolescents, a worried husband and a business to run. Some people would say around me, you're strong, you're going to be okay. Admittedly, I was very fit and, in fact, a gym junkie, some would say, and an impending cancer diagnosis was feeling very much like a big slap in the face. I felt as if I was going to war, slaying dragons at every turn. Some doctors said that they thought it was only a cyst because I had insisted they would refer me to have a biopsy. Yes, please, I said. And surprise, surprise, I knew deep down what it was. I had felt enough cancers to have a good idea what I was feeling. My mother's cancer and other clients I had met over the years. And then my friend and mentor, Joe was one of the very few who knew what I was, what my big weight was about. I was studying how mindset was the deciding factor in how we build our reality around different things that happen in our lives and what we make these events mean. So she sat me down and explained that even before we get a definitive diagnosis, we start to run strategies in our mind, even when we're not consciously aware of it. She said, really sternly, what have you decided to do? And I was a bit confused. I said, what do you mean? I don't understand what you're talking about. She looked straight into my eyes and put her hands over mine and said, are you deciding to live or are you deciding to die? I was absolutely shocked. They were really brutal, honest questions that ripped me right out of my foggy mind. After digging down deep into my gut feelings in that quiet room, I eventually said to her, well, I was planning on living a very long time, say to 100, so I'll choose the living strategy and see where it takes me. And then she looked at me and she said, good, 
because if you chose the other, I really don't want to work with you. So keep doing the living strategy until it really is time for you to die. After that, the stories I told myself were very different to the ones I had previously had in my mind. Even though treatment was difficult and I had some very hard lessons I had to learn, especially about my own ego. But that's another story. I'm very grateful to Joe for the gift of waking me up to possibilities in my life and those of the many clients I have told this story to over the last few years. So, what stories are you telling yourself? What are the stories we tell others? How are your stories working for you? Are they serving you so you are living? Or are they creating a reality that is far from how you want your life to be? We all have our own stories and they make us who we are. So next time I'll be talking about our stories, how we create them and how we can change them if they're not working for us anymore. So until next time, don't just exist, live life. I hope you've gained some new perspectives and enjoyed listening to these stories as they unfold in After the Waiting Room. Join us again next time and stay connected by subscribing at afterthewaitingroom.com.